Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Laptop Empires Podcast featuring Mike Yanda and Bobby Hoyt. Sit back, relax, and learn how to make a crap load of money online. I will fire clients. Look, I'm just trying to stay married as hell. Listen, man, if they can't sell without paid traffic, they sure as hell can't sell with it. We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the one. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's going to be boo-boo this entire time, I'm going to be mad. Howdy, and welcome to Louts Up Empire's podcast. I'm Mike. He's Bobby. We got a great show for you today talking about free groups and how you can make all of the money from the Facebook groups. That's the plan. Yeah. So what do you think? Are you excited? Are you excited about this topic? <sighs> you know, I like groups. We, we have a lot of them. I used to have too many and then now I've scaled it back to where I only have, well, free groups. I only have one, but I mean, it's been really useful. I feel like for me, it's been probably one of the, the strongest things about it. Out of all the things that I've done with millennial money, man, specifically, I feel like it's probably the best, most thought out thing. And then everything else was like, a general like mess and I had to go back and fix it this year. So, so the, the free group I think is what, what really shines. It's, it's interesting as much paid traffic as I run for clients and, and we've got some clients that are doing, you know, six figures in profit a month. And yeah. you know, one of those guys I was talking to him yesterday and we were talking about Facebook groups and how, no matter how many ads we run, like that group is still like, you know, such a key, component of his ability to get sales because even if you know people are coming in through the ads they might not be ready to buy right then and there and so he's getting them into that community building this relationship and nurturing them building trust and then you know getting them into his programs later so i'm i'm a big fan of groups i've been using them since way back every business i've done I, you know, whether it's laptop empires with us or my agency or the fitness business back in the day, I've grown them all differently. And groups mm-hmm. were a huge, huge component on the fitness side of things of, of how I did that building a free group, building a community, using a paid group for, you know, my, my programs, like, and then even just using other groups, like other people's groups to, to build. That's how I did the agency so much was the using the group method going and, and providing useful information, becoming part of the community and other people's groups. But that's not exactly what we're talking about today. The other groups we're talking specifically about building your own community and leveraging that to sell your stuff. But I think as a place to start, you've got your community for millennial money, man. Like what mm. made you decide to start that community in the first place? Cause I remember when you did it and it just like flooded overnight cause you'd already established your business first. Yeah. I honestly don't remember what, I don't know why. Cause it was, it was several years ago. I'm sure what happened is that I, I saw people in my space that had really good groups and I was like, Ooh, I want one of those too. Um, and then we did, you know, we opened it up say we it was this was just me back in the day like I didn't have any help with anything and I opened it up and I think it, within the first month or so there was like 2,000 people in it so it was like very quickly there was there was you know kind of like a culture and like all the stuff but it was because I had been putting out content on the blog for years by that point so like you know, not everybody can just open up their group and have 2000 people in it. Like the first day without oh, no. running paid <laughs> traffic or anything like that. Like it was just, it was one of those things where I had the audience and then I was just giving them a place to all go, you know, and that's, I think it's important for 
you know, it's important for your brand. If you're trying to build a community, like email is really important. Having people on your email list, putting out good content, obviously, but like that, the only thing that allows people to get together and like, feel like they're part of something is, is a group, you know? And I think Facebook, one of the best things they do is the groups, obviously, like they've really preserved a lot of what makes a group awesome um, on the platform, just because you're not getting hit with a bunch of, you know, spammy advertisements just because you're in a group and, yeah. Yeah. It, and it could always change, but I feel like they've kept the group part of what they do really good. And people have told me before, cause I've thought about taking it off of Facebook and I've people, people have been like, no, 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 I'm not going to be in this group if it's not on Facebook just cause it's so easy to access. And, right. um, you know, they're just, they've, I think they've done a good job with the groups, but anyway, that's why I started it. I, I think, I think I, that's why I started it just cause I saw other people that had groups and I was like, I want that. I didn't have it with the intent of like selling or anything like that. I I'm, a much better marketer these days. So like now I look at like the right. engagement awareness conversion funnel and I'm like, okay, where are they? You know, this is like kind of in the middle of the funnel and can push them down toward the bottom if we're doing sales or whatever. Like I think of it a lot differently now, but at the end of the day, it's just something that's good for the the people, you know, that that's fun for them. Marketing corrupts your brain and taints everything. <laughs> it can. Yeah, it can. <laughs> well, you just start to look at it and you're like, where are these people? you know, in the grand scheme of like, are they going to buy something for me from me uh, or not? You know, it's right. You just naturally start looking at everything that way, but you don't have to treat people that way. Well, and it's, it's one of those things like your group is going to help you move a lot of people to becoming buyers and your products are the best way that you can help somebody, you know, like that's where you give everything away and you help make some sort of transformation in their life. Usually some sort of life changing transformation. But not everybody's going to do that. And if they just want to hang out and be part of the community, that's okay too. Like, you know, you yeah. need fans, you need people to make that community thrive. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think you made a good point about Facebook doing a really good job with the groups. And I think it's important if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have a Facebook group or I want to create one, but it's too late. It's really not because Facebook is putting such a huge emphasis on groups right now. And it's yeah. one of the few places on Facebook or let alone any platform, any uh, social media platform right now where you can post something and just about everybody will organically see it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, it's still when people join groups, unless they join a whole bunch of other groups after yours, like they're going to see all of your content in their newsfeed. They're going to get notifications. A lot of people will turn notifications on for Facebook groups if they really like that community, whereas they're not doing that for your profile or your page usually. And then you can make announcements. You know, you can push your content. So like every time we do a post, we'll mark it as an announcement. So it's at the very top of our group when someone goes in there and until they see it, you know, it's the first thing that they'll see. And once they see it, then they'll see the other stuff. So there's a lot of it's a great tool right now because of the emphasis Facebook's trying to put on groups and communities to the point where they've even changed their app to bring, you know, groups more to the forefront. So definitely a good time to start. Let's talk about with your groups. What do you recommend just from your experience with your group so far of like building that community and, you know, because before you sell, you've got to build trust, you know, right. and, and you don't, if you create a group and you're just selling, 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 nobody's going to want to be in there. Like you've got to be <laughs> providing value. You've got to make it a place worth hanging out. So how do you, in your opinion, do that to start? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things. So I, I treat, I treat the group almost a, a kind of a lot. Like I treat my email list, meaning that like I put out, I write copy in there. I write copy and, and send people to content or send people to 
you know, whatever. And I try to entertain people with the copy, but it's not always like just selling products and things like that. I mean, like for me, when I look at what the group does, it's to entertain people. um, It's to educate people and it's to present, you know, products that people are going to be more than likely to buy, but to create a culture where people actually care about what you're doing and what you're writing and all that stuff, you have to kind of start with what I'll call the culture. You have to actually make sure that you have the rules. Like if you go into a group and you see the rules and all that stuff, like a lot of people just ignore them. It's like a legal document. Like people just ignore the fine print and all that kind of stuff. It's very similar with the groups, but you have to have a clear set of rules and then you have to really go and enforce them. So like in my group, we don't have like some kind of like three strike policy if you're spamming the group um, or if you're, you know, being rude to somebody or whatever. Like if you do something that goes against the rules, we're probably going to kick you out first and then we might hear your appeal later <laughs> because we, we kick people out of the group all the time and then they'll like message us and be like, oh, please, I'm so sorry. I didn't know because they didn't read the rules or whatever. Uh, and then sometimes we'll we'll let them in or sometimes we won't, depending on what they were doing, like they were spamming the group or whatever. But the the goal, it's not just to have like rules and be strict. It's to create a place where people enjoy going and they don't have to worry about getting spammed. Uh, they don't have to worry about somebody calling them an idiot because they don't know how to, you know, buy, buy a share of a stock or something like that. Like, so you have to set the rules and you also have to kind of like follow the rules yourself. You know, I bend them sometimes like, cause I'll do random stuff in there just, but like, if you have a rule where it's like, we aren't, I don't know, you're not allowed to like look for product recommendations or ask for product recommendations or something like that. Like you have to actually follow that rule. So anyway, you have to decide what you want from the group. What kind of, I will say on the, on the rules thing, like it's your Facebook group your God, you know, yeah. of that Facebook group, you can do whatever you want. So it's, it's a fine balance because like, there's a, one thing, like, for example, very common rule in groups is like no self-promotion. And right. the real rule is no self-promotion unless it's me. Cause it's my group. And yeah, yeah. Stuff if I want, <laughs> yeah. So, so well, like we have I, specifically what I'm talking about is like, we have rules where it's like, you have to keep it on topic and you have to, it's gotta be about mm-hmm. money or whatever. And sometimes I'll go in and do something that's totally not about money. But what I, this actually, I learned this from teaching high school. You have to have a set of rules. You have to follow them yourself for the most part, or people don't respect the rules at all. Like it doesn't matter who, like how, you know, big you are, like if it's your brand, like people, it's like being a leader sort of like, I don't want to get too much into that, but like you have to, if you're going to set rules, you have to loosely follow them. And then when you break the rules every once in a while, people think it's cool, you know, and they're like, Oh man, he's doing something funny and different. So, but you, you know, you you just can't make a habit of it. Yeah. 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 You got to build, you know, you got to build respect with people and they like seeing you kind of walk the walk too. So there's that, that's the first way. So you set the tone and then after you set the tone, then it's about providing content, right? Like you can't just let the group go and do nothing. (laughs) You have to, in, in my opinion, you have to create some content in the group and it doesn't have to be anything real crazy. Um, but it's, it's gotta be something that, either stokes engagement, like you're asking some kind of question, um, or maybe you're doing a poll, uh, or you're doing what I do where I send people to content. So I, I write some copy. It reads very much like my email copy, and then I'll send them to a piece of content on the millennial money man website. And so I'm, it's the same thing as what we do with email. Like I'm basically kind of training them what to do. If I write a post and there's a thing at the end to click it, like then they're going to go click it. Right. So I do that and I don't, I don't have like a set schedule that I do that on. I just, whenever I feel like it is pretty much what I do. Um, right. But if you do that enough, like you start to notice that other people kind of like mimic what you're doing and they ask questions and um, 
the like the people in the group to see how you interact in there and they kind of try to do the same thing, which is good because you want to kind of train them like how to interact in the group. And then the next part, so after you you warm them up with content, then it becomes really easy when you have some kind of product sale um, or a launch like what we do for the Facebook Side Hustle course, or if there's like an affiliate product or, or whatever, then you can basically promote that in the group and just say, hey guys, like here's this thing that's happening this weekend, go here to check it out. You've already kind of trained them what to do. Like they know to click on whatever thing you tell them to click on. Um, right. and, and then that's that's how you get to the selling part, right? Like when you you can actually promote products, but you have to do all this like groundwork before. But what happens is you can get really easy sales because these people know you, um, they trust you, they know that the products you recommend are good, you're not spamming them with crap. And so people don't mind buying from you, right? Because they're just like, okay, I like this right. guy, I know this guy, this is probably a good product. Right. I think it's what you said about laying the groundwork is really important to touch on for a second because, you know, I would say in like the last month or two, there's been three or four times where I have seen people that are promoting something on various channels where when they're promoting it, I'm seeing a ton of activity. You know, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of posts on Facebook, a lot of Instagram stories, a bunch of tweets, whatever it may be. They get really active during launch week, but before mm -hmm. and after they weren't active. And I yeah. think, you know, I've always felt like I can predict the success of a launch based on what you did the months prior to that launch, the three months right. prior to that launch, you know, if you're, and that's really, and that's true for us. And that's true for anything. Like if you're not consistently, you know, communicating with your list or your Facebook group and putting out great content and engaging with them and bringing it every day for the months leading up to it, it's going to flop, you know? And that's, right. I see this sometimes with, with, people that'll come to me in the agency and you know they're wanting to run ads and they're wanting to retarget their list and they're wanting to promote to their list and you know I'll be talking to them about hey you got to start emailing your list you got to implement this system we use where you're emailing your list and you're promoting to them and that first promotion doesn't go well and then they're like screw this and they give up on a system that has worked yeah. every single time we've implemented it and they're giving up on it because of the oh this doesn't work well it doesn't work because they had never emailed their list ever. And so right. people weren't used to that, you know? So you need to be aware of that because the, all of that groundwork is what makes it, you know, happen. It, you have to be doing those things. And it's, we do a lot of email promotion. Our email launches work because we are emailing our people every single week. It's consistent. Right. We're always doing it. You know, we might have a slight drop off every now and then where we don't for a couple of days, but like we always pick it back up and we always do it. And so you've got to have that consistency, especially with your, your group as well. If you're not posting that content regularly, then you aren't going to be able to sell because you haven't really earned that right to promote, right. you know, and I think that's one of those things like uh, Gary Vee always talks about, you know, like jab, 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 right hook, you know, his book. And, and he talks about that, that uh, principle of value, 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 then you can ask and you can ask people to buy your stuff at any point in time, but you're, whether you've earned that ask or not will depend, will determine how effective it is. Right? right. So you need to be having that consistent content. And then I think the next thing to that is it doesn't necessarily have to be unique content. So you can write, like you said, you treat it very similarly to your emails. 
you can write a blog post, email it to your list and then post it in your group and just do slightly different, you know, in each place because people that are on your list may or may not be in the group. Like they might not, you know, they might see both, but they will likely only see one, you know, they're different channels. People spend place time in different places, you know? Um, so like these days I'm not going to see most things in a group, but if that person emails me, I'll likely see it if I'm on their list, you know? So whereas in the past it would have been the opposite. So it's, it's okay to do that kind of multi-channel stuff, but you definitely need to be posting your content. And then from another standpoint, like there's a selfish piece to this too, which is your groups are going to help you grow your channels, whatever they are. You know, yeah. we, the YouTube channel, when we post, like if I have a relevant video, I will post it in our client community, right? Like sometimes they aren't relevant. I won't post them. But like when we do, there's always a nice, you know, rush of views to that video to help boost that video. And so any of the content that you're putting in your community, not only is it setting you up for the sale, but it's helping you grow that content, grow on that platform, be able to get more, you know, you're, you're getting, since you're getting more time on the page, at least with YouTube, you're getting more views. So YouTube's going, okay, people are liking this. Let's show it more on YouTube. We're getting more organic that way. So there's yeah. all these different pieces. So I think when it comes to the actual selling part, cause we've talked about how do we set this up and how do you grow the group or not even grow the group? How do you, you know, make the culture and all that, but people are probably wondering like, how, how do you actually sell? Yeah. 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 How do we make money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, it's all great. But how do we actually do it? So I'll just kind of walk people through what we do for our launches. And it's really simple. You know, it's, it's, the consistent content, you know, I, I make sure that I'm sharing articles from the Millennial Money Man side. That's usually my go-to as far as like what kind of content I'm going to send people to. Right. Like I, I kind of go through phases. Like if I, if we're not close to selling something, I'll kind of be a little bit lazier and I'll just do something like some kind of funny question or something like that. Um, just to stoke engagement and get people, I don't know, for fun, like a, just for people to have fun in there. But then as we get closer um, to actually, you know, doing a launch or whatever, I'll start sharing content on millennial money, man, that's related to like side hustles. And I've got a lot of side hustle content. So I'll start, you know, basically introducing people to different side hustle ideas. Right. And it's not specifically like if we're doing a Facebook side hustle launch, it's not something that's necessarily just about Facebook side hustle. It's right. just getting people kind of, it's like priming the pump and getting people excited about starting a side hustle, getting them to think about all the different possibilities that are out there for them. Um, and then I might share another piece of content that kind of talks about like what we think the best side hustle is. Right. So like, you know, I could share like a, a video from the laptop empire's YouTube channel or something like that. Um, right. you know, and, and then after that, you, you have to make sure that you kind of tell people about the launch or the sale or whatever you're doing. So you need to well, like, even before you get into the, the, the launch part, you know, this is, we're not talking about, you need to start ramping this up a week ahead of time. Like right, it yeah, needs to goes, be, yeah. you know, you know, two, three weeks, you know, even further, you know, throw a curveball in there. You know, you're talking about side hustles and then put like a random personal finance article. Like, you know, you want to like make it feel natural. And I think that's another thing that people can screw up is like they go from doing nothing to then they like start talking about something like, or they ramp it up for like a few days or a week before the launch. Like, no, it needs to, you need to make it feel natural. And it's a lot easier to do that when you are regularly putting out content. You know, if you're regularly posting and engaging and then you just start slowly ramping it up over a two to three week period, it feels natural, you know, and that works a little better. So just right. a little sidebar yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and basically from there, like 
if there's a launch coming up, I'll let people know that there's a launch coming up, tell them what the dates are. You have to be like really specific about like what the dates are and when the cart closes and all that kind of stuff. And then when it actually, when the cart opens, you got to let people know it's very much like email. And then my opinion, just based on what we've done for the past two years, you've got to do a live stream. Like you've just got to do a live stream and, and those I think are way more effective you know, we've seen, we've done live streams in the Millennial Money Man community and, and immediately see sales pop like right after we get off from the live stream because they're, it, one, it's different. It gets people's attention because a lot of people don't go live in the group usually. But two, it gives you a, more of an opportunity to warm up a potential lead because they, you know, they've been consuming your content and now all of a sudden they get to see your face and they get to ask you questions. Um, so we do like a simple like Q&A, like if you're selling a course or a product or whatever, just do a simple Q&A, ask me anything about this product. And then we, Mike and I will basically like talk about the product, talk about what it does, all the different objections that people have. And then we answer questions as we go through because people always have questions and it's great because you're answering those questions and it, people that might see the live stream later when you post it, um, you might be answering a question that they had, right? Addressing an objection. And then you just make sure you wrap it up and they don't have to be long. You know, you can do like a short live. And then after that, you just wrap it up, tell them about the sale when it ends call it good and you post it to the group. And then I usually post it as an announcement. So it's at the top of the group, but that if you do that and then you make sure you let people know when the cart's closing, that's a, that's a decent, well, that's not decent. That's a pretty good like sequence for, right. you know, selling some kind of product. So you got to start a little bit further out. Like it can't be the week of, like Mike was saying. Um, and then you just got to let people know and then answer their questions about it. And I think live stream is best for that. Yeah. A really good, like if you're just thinking of like a framework for how to do it, you know, having a, Hey, this is kind of coming post a, the cart is open post. Right. And then in between, before you shut the cart, you know, you're going to want, cause on that last day, you're going to want to have like, now's your last day to get it yeah. or, or even a last chance post, depending on if you want to do one or two, it depends really on the culture of your group. Yeah. So for like the, the, your group, we don't go as frequent as like I've done in other groups just because of the culture of the group and, and decisions, you know, that, that we've made, but you'll have that it's coming open, close live stream in there. And if you do any other content, you don't necessarily want to do something that is just about the launch you want it to be more content based. Like you can do a regular, you know, do your regularly scheduled content. Hey, here's this week's blog, blog post, blah, 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 story. Here's the link. PS. Remember carts open for this until, you know, um, and do a PS in your, in your post. Um, that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. You know, if you want to see this in action, you know, obviously you can join the millennium money man group. We don't have a laptop empires group. Um, for a variety of reasons. Maybe we can talk about that for a second, but you can join the Millennial Money Man group to check it out. And then if you want to see it, someone else that does it, go check out the group Coffee with Dan on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the largest entrepreneur communities on Facebook. It's it's a guy over in the UK. He started the group really for like accountability for like, hey, I need to get stuff done and I'm going to have a group of people that want to get stuff done. And it's grown and he's created a whole business out of it. And pretty much all of his sales come from his Facebook group. And so he does a really good job of content in a Facebook group, a variety of types of content, and then selling things from it. Like the way he's monetized the group is really impressive. So I know a lot of what I learned about Facebook group marketing in the last six years has come from watching his community grow from the ground up. Um, right. And and he just 
does it better than anybody else that I know. So those are kind of two places you can go, you can go. But I think, man, this might be, I know you had something else you want to talk about, but just really quickly to touch on like, should you have a Facebook group? I think is a really good question. And you mentioned having too many at one point. But just to give you all some insight, you know, we've talked about it for Laptop Empires and we might do it one day where we have a free community, but you know, you've got to really analyze what you're doing and the time that you have to put into things. Um, And a group can be a fairly low maintenance thing once you get it up and rolling, but at the start, it's a lot of work, you know, and, and we have really, you know, we've looked at between the email list and the YouTube channel and the blog and the podcast, like we put out content on a lot of different channels, which is not what we would normally recommend to people, but we just have, since we have the resources, since we have people that can edit our writing and podcasts and videos, like do all of that where we just have to create content. It makes it a little easier for us, but you know, we know it's hard enough for us to put in adequate time to our paying students in our group. We do it and we dedicate the time to it, but you know, if we tried to do the free group, we wouldn't be as present as we want to be. So we've decided it's better to not have it than to do it poorly. And so I think that's something that you really got to, I don't know if you have anything to add on onto that, Bobby, but I think that's something really important to think about. Like, yeah, a Facebook group is a great way to build a tribe, but you got to make sure you have the time for it. And it's not just another shiny object that keeps you from the main goal of making money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first started mine, I put a lot of work into it, but I wasn't doing laptop empires. Like this was way before. And for me, it was like, it served a couple purposes. It was to basically warm people up, I guess. I didn't really know that at the time, Um, but I wanted to have a bigger community of people. And then it's, it's good social proof. Like if you have a big group with, you know, several thousand people or even, you know, a thousand people or whatever, that's a, that's a good social proof element. Like, okay, this is like a legit brand and legit thing. We have that with our paid group. So it's a little bit different, but if you're just kind of getting started out, it's a way to, it's a way to build audience really quickly. And so, you know, it's one of those things. I don't think that it necessarily drives more sales. It's hard to say. I don't know if it drives more sales than like my email list does. It probably doesn't even come close actually, but it's a, it's a fast way. It's probably the fastest way to warm people up because they're in that group all the time. They're constantly seeing stuff from you. Um, so you always have their attention, but it is a lot of work in the beginning. So you just have to just kind of weigh it. Like, do I have time to really put the content in at the point where I'm at now? Like I just write some content in there and the thing runs itself. So, right. You know, there's a lot to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It took a long time to get there, but at this point, like I've got admins that, that help out in there and like they manage everything and, and I don't really have to do anything but write content and ban people every once in a while because it's fun. <laughs> you know, but, it is um, fun. Yeah. And then I tell people about it and they like it. It's like, I don't know. It's some weird thing where I, when I ban people, people get really excited about it. They're it like, yes. it's, that, it's that concept that you gain somebody's trust by believing in the things that they are promoting, the things they believe in, throwing the stones at their enemies, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And banning is one of those things like when you show – like going back to the rules, like these are the rules you follow them or you're gone. When you do that, you're, what you're really doing is you're, you're building loyalty with those people. You're pulling them to you because you're, you're showing 
that you share those beliefs and you're actually going to stand up for them and you're going to throw stones at the people that don't share the beliefs and you're going to repel those people. I'm sure you've had this before. I know I have where like you ban somebody from a group and then somebody comes out of the woodwork because they don't like that action and then they get banned because they act oh. like a shithead. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have early on. I had, I had this guy that was like the number one engagement person in the group and at first it was totally fine because it was like they were providing good content. And then all of a sudden, like they got real weird and judgy and they started being kind of rude to people and they felt like they were the big dog in the group because they were always commenting on stuff and people knew who they were. And they did something that broke the rule one day. And so I just banned them. And then like, I, there were like, I didn't know this. He had like all these like follower people in there. They're like, how dare you ban this person? So I just banned all of them too. And now it's not like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I so now this. Yeah. And then now nobody even knows who that person was or whatever, because it's my group, you know, and that's what you have to do. And there are people like that. You'll see strong personalities in a group that kind of try to like take it over and make it theirs. And you just have to get rid of them because it's not theirs, right? It's your group. It's your brand. So you ban them and then you never see them again. It's just one of those weird right. things about the internet, you know? So that's, that's <laughs> definitely, <laughs> uh, it's definitely one of those things that you got to, you got to, stay strong and ban people and people actually like it. You got to tell people when you're banning people too, because then they're like, Oh man, they think it's cool. But then they're also like, Ooh, he actually does ban people. Like I, I gotta right. be, I can be good. There is one more thing I want to talk about. And it's yep. just real quick. If you have a group and it starts to grow pretty quickly, don't let it go. Right. Like meaning don't get too relaxed on the rules and like make sure that you have somebody that's kind of like looking after things, whether it's you or an, a, an admin who you know, people will jump in and do the admin thing for free. Like they'll volunteer to do it because it's fun for them. Um, so that was something I did early on. I think we have like five admins now, but you have to really stick to the rules when your group starts to grow, because if it gets too big and you don't keep a thumb on it, a lot of the times it'll kind of like turn into the wild west, you know, and like people will start spamming in there without you knowing it, uh, or they'll start, you know, just generally treating people poorly. And then all of a sudden you have this thing that used to be great, and it used to be a really big asset to your brand. And now it's like this negative kind of weird thing that's attached to your brand that doesn't provide a lot of value. And people are like, oh, it used to be so like I've had people throughout the time I've been growing my group where it's like when it reaches a new number, they're like, oh, this used to be so much better when it was just 2000 people. Like people just always, there are some people that think that even if the group is still the same quality, but if it gets to a point where it's really big and the quality is actually diminished, then it's not really an asset to your brand anymore. It's just a thing that you have to kind of like keep track of every once in a while. So and my it's preference less about, is, it's less about the size than it is about the culture and, you and, it, your, and yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 sorry. <laughs> oh, everybody loves penis jokes. Um, <laughs> okay. Wow. That was, <laughs> I just can't stop laughing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I totally took us off track there. Um, no, I was, what I was going to say is like, it's not about like, if it gets to be too big, it loses value. It's more about like, if you're not managing the culture, if you're not being an active participant, you know, and that's a big one. Like it's okay if you need to step back from a group a little bit, you know, there's yeah. times, there's been times in my business where there's been certain things that I've, done and I've had to be like, I need to slow down on this for a while. Like I need to take a break and that's okay. But if you let your group kind of go dormant, like you're saying, it can be, it can become a negative thing for your business. It can be bad PR. It can be yeah. a place where people start 
you know, just talking about you, not in a great light. So you need to make sure you keep that. There's always going to be complainers. Like it's just the nature of the world. Like people get behind a keyboard and they just turn into stupid people, you know, like they just feel like they can say whatever they want because they're anonymous. But like, if you're not going to keep up that engagement and that culture and that excitement and the goodwill, then you might as well just shut it down. Right. Yeah. You know, cause then it's just, it's working against you. Yeah. I think it's actually best to keep the group smaller. Like if you can keep it smaller, but highly engaged, it's better than having a giant group for the sake of social proof, which I've seen people do because I would, we go, we've talked about this before. I would rather have a thousand like true fans that are, that love everything I put out than 30,000 people that don't really know who I am. They just kind of joined the group just because, and they never got any engagement out of it. Like they never became closer to the brand because of it. So I'd rather keep it small. And I've done this on purpose. Like I've kept my group. um, I've limited the amount of places that I promote the group and and talk about it and link to it because I don't want a bunch of people flooding in. I want like a very small stream of people coming in um, that are highly engaged because you're going to, I mean, you know, you're going to make bigger fans that way and you're going to probably make more money that way. um, The secret club for your community. Yeah. Yeah. It's exclusive. You know, that, that matters to people. Yep. And I I think just a last note on that with you talking about like liking smaller groups, you know, I remember when I first got into kind of doing the coaching and consulting thing, one of my early clients was in the fitness space and I'm a big believer. Like if you're in the online fitness space, I feel like a free Facebook group is essential. Like I don't necessarily feel that way about Mm -hmm. the business to business space, like, like what we do with laptop empires. I don't think it's as essential because, well, because a lot of people in that space, they bounce from group to group, you know, and they don't ever implement anything. So it's like, it's a little different. Whereas in the fitness space, people get in there and that becomes their tribe very quickly. And, and, uh, and it might be that way in other niches, those just comparing those two. But I remember I was working with this lady, we were implementing my system Um, we're putting, we're getting her Facebook group started. And I remember she was really kind of frustrated with how slow it was growing. She had maybe 50, 60 people after a few months, like it was growing very, very slow, but we did a launch for her program. It was a coaching program and it was about 300 a month for like one-on-one coaching. And she sold 10% of her audience in that group. So she had five sales out of, you know, five sales out of, uh, 50 people. And each of those person was paying her $500 per month with a like six to eight month lifetime, you know, yeah. uh, value. And so, or, or, you know, duration they stayed. And so just think about that, like 50 people, she turned into $1,500 per month for right. half a year, if not longer, you know, that's, that's the power of these things. Like, and you can really squeeze a lot of juice out of a small group that's highly engaged and you've given them attention. And so, you know, that that's just, don't be worried about like bigger is better. It doesn't have to be that way. And I'm yeah. having a hard time keeping straight face after what you did earlier, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you took it you to the next level. It. I was, I you was just planted it. Yeah. You, you said it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, that's true. All right. That's all we got this week for growing your Facebook group and making money from the Facebook groups. We're actually going to talk about groups again next week. So make sure you tune in for that episode of the podcast. We're going to be talking about something you know big that we've done from day one, which is having a paid support community for your courses using a Facebook group. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode. You won't want to miss it. Make sure you subscribe so you get notifications. We're on every dang platform out there. So pick your poison, subscribe, 
We'll see you next Monday. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. Thank you.